Are you sitting in a space where you are struggling with anxiety? Do you feel like a prisoner to the cycles of depression? Do you feel stuck in your own life and feel frustrated and lost, but yet you know there is so much more on the other side of this mental breakdown? I want to hold your hand through this therapeutic life healing journey. I will help you navigate emotional healing, spiritual growth, and taking massive action so you can align your mind, body, and spirit to completely transforming your life. You are worthy of the life of your dreams, of stepping into your power and experiencing your breakdown as your breakthrough. Hey, I'm Adi. I'm your therapist, your coach, your mentor. Join me as we heal your life together. Hi, friends. Welcome to Therapeutic Life Healing with me, Adi, your host. Thank you for being here today and spending your time with me. I really am so appreciative of your time. You could be anywhere doing anything, but here you are on your healing journey, tuning in. Today's episode is really special. I'm interviewing a dear friend, Sonia Marie, who is an intuitive astrologer and author of The Signs and Astrological Memoir. Sonia is going to talk to us today about what is astrology? What's your sun, your moon, your rising, and how it can help benefit your life to understand what astrology is. And more importantly, she dives into the intuition that we all have and how to separate intuition versus anxiety. What's the difference between the two? She also talks to us about the phases of the moon, when it's a full moon versus a new moon and what that represents and how to just tap into your intuition to base some rituals around that. Sonia will also talk to us about what season we're in now in the age of Aquarius and how this season of Aquarius may look like in your life and how to interact with it. Stay tuned. It's a juicy episode. I'm really excited for you all to get to meet Sonia. I'm also so thankful if you are new and finding this podcast, please browse around, check out some other episodes, see what resonates for you on your healing journey. To all my friends who continue to tune in every week to a new episode, thank you for being here. I just want to give some shout outs and see you and thank you for being here. So hello to friends all the way out in the Philippines, Japan, friends out in Germany, in Canada and Norway, friends out in the UK and Sweden, Nigeria, Colombia. I see you out in Denmark, Peru, Cyprus, the Czech Republic. Romania, Uruguay, and my home country, the U.S. Hello to all of you, and I hope that you just take this time for yourself. Go find a sacred, quiet place where you can just tune in, maybe grab a journal, a cup of tea, a nice little warm blanket, or go for a walk and move your body and tune in. Wherever you are, there's no right or wrong way to listen. Just do what feels naturally good to you. And also be sure to take a moment to subscribe to the podcast so you can see whenever there's a new episode released and leave a review. I'd love to hear what you think of this show. And without further ado, let's dive in. Hello, welcome to Therapeutic Life Healing with Adit. I'm so excited to introduce my dear friend and astrologist to me over the last few years. I always go to Sonia. And uh, she's incredible. I can't wait to interview her and you all get to meet Sonia Marie. She's an intuitive astrologer and author of the Sun Signs and Astrological Memoir. 
Sonia, thank you so much for being here today and for your time. I'm so excited to dive in this topic of astrology with you. Thank you for having me, sweetheart. I appreciate it. (laughs) And for those who are tuning in and haven't met the amazing spirit that you have, can you share a little bit about yourself and your work? Um, I was born in Yonkers, New York, (laughs) 7770. uh, And um, what I basically, honestly, you think over the last years, I've been reevaluating and uh, giving myself a new title. (laughs) I love that. And and even though, yes, I am an astrologer, an intuitive astrologer, an author of the signs and astrological memoir. I also write for Essence Magazine. Um, I've done tons of music and stuff. I, I kind of have surmised it to just being a renaissance woman. <laughs> mm, yes, Sonia. A renaissance woman of the healing arts, you know? So mm. that involves astrology or music or visual art or writing, whatever it may be. You know, what I do is um, try to spark the core of people and allow them, or I should say, give them permission to be themselves authentically through the modalities that I choose. Mm, I feel that, Sonia. I feel like in our time when I came to you for a reading, that's what you helped me ground back into my heart space. And that uh, really pulled me back into that that intuitive knowing within that internal compass. I feel like you, you encompass so much, you know, you're a wealth of wisdom around like astrology and the signs and kind of what's happening in, in, uh, interpreting it to our day-to-day life. But you're so much more than that too. You pull out this like intuitive knowing. And I remember my first reading with you, you're like, if you're open, I'm open. But if you're not open, don't waste your time or my time. And I love that. <laughs> and I love that about you because it's true. It's like if you're not going to be open to your own intuitive connection, there's nothing anyone can do for you. But if you're open, then you help facilitate that for someone. Absolutely. And I, unfortunately, this society has um conditioned us and taught us to rely on doctors and you know, all sorts of priests and reverends and teachers and mentors, although teachers and mentors can be helpful at times. But the bottom line is to look outside yourself for these answers. And um, number is uh, a number of times it has failed us and because we've been looking for what it is that everybody else is doing as opposed to what it is we know that we innately need to do. You know, mm-hmm. our journey is specific. And although we can you know, we all can shop at Target and we can go to Whole Foods and, you know, have a good Thai meal. There are some specifics about who we are and what we need to be on this journey. <laughs> We're not all categorized, you know. So I do my best to honestly to stay in that space and look at what's going to work for me or what's going to work for my client. You know, what's your mm-hmm. story? Like, let's let's cater this reading around what it is that you want, you know, as opposed to what you think you should do. I love that. And Sonia, you know, when people come to you, so you do readings, you do um, astrology readings, chart readings. Um, I don't know the the formal name. Is that correct? Natal um, chart? Yeah. yeah, there you go. It's um, a natal chart reading. However, I break my readings down to three different, you know, uh, tiers, so to speak, um, because I'm able to hear people's ancestors and their guides and connect with them and they actually stay throughout the entire read. 
the first part of it, I talk to them and they basically channel information through me right off the bat on what is necessary for that person to hear um, and engage in at the time to help them through some stuff. And then the second tier, we go to the natal chart based on your time and your date and your place of birth and help the modality, use the modality of Western astrology to help people through that moment. And then lastly, we'll spread a, a five card tarot spread to help to solidify the entire read. Yep. I do. Yeah. I remember it, it, it's levels, it's levels to this. And yeah. Sonia, for someone who's never heard of, or really knows much about how astrology can be useful, channeling ancestors can be useful or helpful. What would be the first kind of like basic 101 about what astrology is, channeling and ancestors is, um, thinking about the sun, the moon, like the rising? How would you explain that to somebody, like what it is and how it can be useful for them in their life? Well, there's definitely several different answers to that. So I'll try to comprise it <laughs> into one. Um, Western astrology basically is a picture of the heavens uh, when you were born. So that's your natal chart right? A three-dimensional, four-dimensional picture of the universe when you were born smashed into one dimension. I like to say that your astrology chart is your personality, but everybody is born with an individual and a specific soul. Our chart, our personality helps to administer our soul's journey. That's how I like to look at it. Even though we're all very, very individual, our personality is able to you know, solidify, I should say, execute what we should do. So oftentimes we have to address the challenges, the, um, the, the, the challenges, the ways of our personality so it doesn't block what our soul came on the planet to do. That's what I help with. Um, the, the spirit part of it, our ancestors and our guides, I think not every astrologer uses, right? Because astrology is very basic, mathematics, you know, geometry, you can break it down to in information, facts, right? As, as far as we can see it. However, the intuitive piece helps me and my client to go exactly where we need to go for this moment in time. Otherwise, astrology is so vast. It's just as vast as our universe. When we look up into the sky, it's all of that information, right? When I use spirit, when I use your ancestors and your guides, they go, yeah, bump all of that. Let's get right to the meat. The meat is right there. This is what she needs to be <laughs> doing or listening to or focused on in her chart to open up some things that we have for her, basically, or him, you know? So yeah, that's how I use it. I hope I answered that. <laughs> yeah, no. And I remember, you know, uh, like my, the first time I ever had my natal chart read was by you. And like, you went into the houses, like where, um, my sign was at the time of my birth and like what house it was. And like each, each thing had its own representation, like its own meaning. And it, Absolutely. and you really helped me understand a little, like it almost kind of validated the experiences that I was having. Mm -hmm. And validation is a, is a, is a key point. I've, I've had several clients that go, Oh yeah, you didn't tell me anything that I didn't know. That was just great confirmation. And I'm, I'm like, good. Like, God bless confirmation, because oftentimes we think we're crazy. Oftentimes we will block ourselves because of the mental activity that keeps going. Is that for me? Is that for me? I don't know if that's for me. Should that be for me? And then when it's validated, you can clear the road. When it's confirmed, you can clear the road and know that, again, back to what we just talked about, Adi, 
Go back to your soul. Know that you are your own healer. You've been hearing it all this time. You need somebody to just validate and confirm. Sure. Here we go. <laughs> this is it. You know? Exactly. And the other thing too, that was helpful is, so I'm a the Virgo sun. You helped me um, know what my rising was Sagittarius and my mm-hmm. moons in Leo and how then you helped me kind of understand all of the ways in which they show up. Like, and uh, like when my Virgo side wants to show up and like be very organized and like critical and right. wants to know the details of the plan of every goal. And then, you, you know, you allowed me to like tap into my Sag, which was like wanting to be like kind of creative and playful. And it's like how to kind of speak to all those different um, sides of me, which were so true. It's like I have you know, the Leo in me that wants to like be out there, you know, part of this podcasting is like my Leo energy, you know, and right. um, you really helped me understand how all of these uh, signs communicate within me. Yeah, it's part of our personality, right? I like to say the sun definitely deserved reverence, right? Because it's like looking up in the in the sky. If the sun drops out of the sky physically, really, like right now, everybody's fucked up. Like Uranus is fucked up, the earth, Everybody, Mercury, <laughs> everybody's gone. We're, we're dead, <laughs> yeah. right? So we have to pay reverence to who we are and who we chose to be, the source of who we are. However, we have help. We have that rising sign that goes out before us and protects us, but also attracts the things that we need. We have our moon sign to help us express some things. We have Mercury to help us think about some things, but they all have to go back to the sun. All of these different meanings and these different placements have to go back and make sure that the sun is happy, that the Virgo in you or the core you is ready to evolve by utilizing all these other parts of yourself and what's out there to obtain. Make sense? Yeah, no, totally makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, and Sonia, so how can someone like use even like astrology and let's even consider like the moon phases because you also talk about like with if it's there's a full moon mm-hmm. a new moon um for someone who's new to kind of that and is open to it and wants to create like new moon rituals or full moon rituals um and incorporate kind of their i don't know their sun sign or or themselves what are some ideas or or ways to think about um how the moon phases interact with our astrology chart? Well, that's kind of a loaded question, but I'm going to do my best to simplify it, right? Every heavenly body has a meaning and a purpose, right? The sun is your core, your ego, your moon is your emotional expression, your knee-jerk reaction to everything that goes on around you. It's also your connection with your mom when you slip through your mother's womb, how you visualized her, whatever energy, or I should say whatever sign your moon is in, that's your impression of who she is, good, bad, or indifferent, right? And then thirdly, the moon also represents karmic information that we're trying to clean up from a past life. So if you're going into moon rituals, be it the full moon, the new moon, the quarter moons, because they all have specific meanings and uh, releases and build up around each, right? Do yourself a favor, possibly maybe either concentrate on what the moon is in at that particular time. So if it's a full moon in Scorpio, that has a different meaning other than a full moon in Capricorn or concentrate or and or concentrate on your own moon sign. Here's the deal. All of these rituals and these releasings of emotions, these washing through is very, very specific for you. So as long as you know how you emote, 
and what that moon sign is and compare that to whatever moon cycle is happening at the time. So if my moon is in Leo and is a, a new moon in Scorpio, that's going to be hard for me as a new moon in Leo to receive Scorpio new moon energy. Why? Because in astrology, it's a square. It's a conflict. And it's a learning opportunity in that moment in time. So it, like I said, it's a loaded question, but basically be aware of the meanings behind each sun sign, including, I mean, moon sign, including your moon sign, so you can better adjust how your rituals should go to get the, the best out of it, the most out of it, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what are some ideas just so generally? With- the new moon, people usually do rituals around a new and a full moon because the new moon um, opens up for new opportunities, newness. It's a new cycle that actually begins um, a cycle for the entire year. You only have one new moon in a particular sign every year. So if this new moon in Gemini is coming up, and by the way, it's an eclipse, um, and this new moon in eclipse is, uh, in Gemini is showing up. It's about communication. It's about information. What new information, because Gemini is about information, what new information can you pull through in regards to a ritual? Write them down. Burn it safely, you know, put it out into the ether. Say a prayer around it. Honestly, rituals are personal. And I, I, I stay away from advising too much because it, again, it's your intuition that calls you to do whatever you need to do around it. So, yeah. You can write it in your journal. You can write a list of what new information you want to come through. You can write, um, you can sing a song. You can say a prayer. New moon. The full moon rituals usually around, um, uh, circulated around things that you're completing, you're ending, culmination, like, you know, releasing because you have to release. And then two weeks later, here comes the new. That's always the cycle. There's a new moon. Then there's a quarter moon. Then there's a full moon. And then a quarter moon, and it starts all over new moon. So from the new to the full, you're bringing in new opportunities, but then you got to release some things in the next vibration, whatever that is. So if it's a new moon in Sagittarius, I mean, a full moon in Sagittarius, you're releasing all Sagittarian things, like ways in which you may lie or not hold on to the truth too much or ways in which you are scared of adventure because Sag is all about adventure. You know, you want to release some fear around the adventure, release some fear about around being a student or a teacher. You understand? So, again, knowing that vibration and then creating whatever exit kind of rituals that you want. Right. So that can be taking a really good shower and a really good bath and and focusing on the things that you want to, you know, get out of your body by putting some sea salt in there again writing down a list of things that you no longer want in your life based on the energies of that particular full moon and burning it safely, you know? Um, so yeah. And again, rituals are personal. So if you're at the very least saying a prayer, that's a ritual. I think we're hard on ourselves. And oftentimes we want to like fall into what's right and what's traditional and what's morally correct. Like truthfully, if you're staring at a banana, talking to banana all day, <laughs> as long as you're not hurting anybody or yourself, like, what's wrong with giving that banana some energy? Create it yourself. Oh, I love that. I mean, I'm so real on that. People overthink things, mm-hmm. you know, and want to be so right and perfect. And it's really not that deep because God can hear you regardless. Ooh. Okay. Hello, mic drops. Yes. <laughs> 
that was beautiful because yeah. God can hear you regardless. Yeah. So create your own thing, whatever works for you. But that is that new moon, full moon specific energy. Yeah. I, I love that. Just the visual of like taking in and then releasing and just, mm-hmm. you know, for people to to just even understand just that basic, like take in and release and then intuitively tap in from there. Like what that looks like for you. Right. For, for many of us, especially I know like you and I live in the United States, people, you know, are tuning in from all over the world in this podcast. So I, I don't know what it's like to live in another country in terms of like what anxiety might feel like uh, somewhere else. But I know here in the U.S., we are highly anxious people, yeah. uh, a culture. Right. And so I see a lot of my clients. Right. I'm a therapist and I and a, a lot of folks struggle with anxiety and they want to tap into their intuition. And so I get this question a lot. And I love to hear your idea of of, of defining the difference between intuition and anxiety, because some people they struggle with anxiety and they're like, I don't know what my intuition feels like. Is this anxiety or is this intuition? And how do I know when I'm, I'm paying attention to my intuition or if it's speaking, speaking to me? For me, uh, it's really in order to separate anxiety and your intuition, it begins with the breath and taking these deep breaths so you can hear your voice. Anxiety is consistent. It's constant. It's a nagging kind of sensation. I got to go to the store. I got to go to the store. I should go to the store. Did I go to the store? Oh my God, if I go to the store, I should go to the store. Today's Tuesday. I should go to the store. I should have been at the store yesterday. It was Monday. Oh my God. Anxiety is like a computer that continues to nag you in your brain and honestly throws in some ill, some, some ill positions about yourself. I'm, I'm fat. I'm ugly. I'm this. I'm that. Intuition doesn't speak like that. Intuition is loving. Intuition is spirit driven. Intuition is quiet. Intuition is calm. Intuition is the voice of God within ourselves. And oftentimes, um, if we breathe, if we stop and just count 10 breaths, we can hear our intuition. We'll clear the road for a calming voice to come out and instruct us on what to do next, especially if we have a question. You know, what should I do about this job? It may not happen within those 10 breaths, but at least you can clearly get the question out and then it'll hit you and you'll be driving and spirit will say very calmly, you should actually leave that job. There's a new one coming. And you'll be like, what the heck? You know, um, again, it's not anxiety because it's not over and over and over and over and over. It's a clear instruction. And we learn the difference by following intuition more, if that makes any sense. You have to exercise what that intuitive voice was saying for them to come even more, for your intuition to speak even louder, for it to be the guide in your life. Otherwise, if you put more information and more power, more um, heinous on anxiety, that's going to run your life. Make sense? Yeah. It reminds me of this quote where where focus goes, energy flows. Absolutely. Absolutely. But so you have to get in that that realm of mm-hmm. wanting to listen. And again, the breath takes you there or nature can take you there. The ocean can take you there. The mountains can take you there. You know what I mean? But you got to get quiet. We don't get quiet enough to listen. And then once you hear it, believe it. Believe it. 
We have a hard time trusting ourselves. You know, it's just life. What if you did quit that job and you figured out in four months, just saying with that example, right? Mm-hmm. You, you figure out in four months, oh my God, this is hard. And then at the end of that four months, you get your dream job. God is like, hold on, relax. I'm not giving you information. Your spirit is like, I'm not giving you information to make things hard on yourself. Believe what you're being told and ride it out. Mm-hmm. Good, bad, and indifference. Trust in your own voice. That's the difference is uh, believing it. Like once you hear it, believe it and then execute on it. And the Absolutely. more you do it, you, you, you get your intuition connection stronger and you trust yourself. You do. And what I found out too, the more you do it, the bigger the instruction. So at first, you know, it's like, you should go to the store. Quiet. All right, I'll go to the store. You go to the store, you meet the man of your dreams. Oh shit, that worked. Okay, next day you hear. <laughs> I love that. Yes, Sonia, speak on it. You know what I mean? The next day you hear like, okay, uh, if you go to this job, you get $1,000, you should get that $1,000 to the kids down the street. It's like the, the more you do it, the more instruction comes, not only for you, but for bigger purposes. That's in my, ex- in my experience with my thousands of clients and within my own life, Indeed. It has gotten bigger and bigger and bigger to the point where I'm like, now you want me to do what? They're like, yeah, because you did all the other steps first. You trusted in that. Why not trust in this? Mystic just spoke on. Mystic just stamped that. It was like, yes, yes, mama. (laughs) (laughs) I I I feel that. Yeah, that gets bigger and bigger. That instruction, that intuition. Yeah, Yeah. and the more you you because it trusts you right intuition and we you've spoke to me about this too it's like right it's it's this kind of divine energy and so it's given you instruction and you act on it then it trusts you to give you more because you're gonna yep you feed each other i love that it's such a Mm -hmm. a a symbiotic like relationship but that's that's energy though right and yeah that's all energy you know again Mm. where we put the information where we put the trust more Mm. of it comes if Mm. we just see the the whack things the the things that are filled with anxiety around us we're going to get more of that you know we're going to get more of that Mm -hmm. yeah this place is messed up on so many different levels but on so many different levels it's a beautiful world too right and there's some beautiful people in it that want the same things that you want, you know? Mm-hmm. So you got to focus on that. It's about that energy, about knowing it, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Connecting with the, with the, with the people, the, the environment, the internal environment and the external environment that right. feeds your spirit, that may, that helps you feel at peace, at calm. Right. And absolutely. And I would say too, be easy on yourself. Like, don't be in such a rush to get it. I think some. I think yeah. nowadays, especially because spirituality is so trending, and totally. and everybody wants to get involved and get into it. It's a it's a beautiful thing, but it's not a fucking pill, man. Yeah, it's not something that you could take. You can go to the doctor and get that little prescription, and all of a sudden you're all knowing and you're chanting all day and you're connected to God sitting right next door to her. Mm-hmm. Like, no, that's not how it works. You know. Time is an illusion. Time is a straight illusion. And you have to be able to just give yourself 
whatever time is going to be needed in order for you evolve, in order for you to evolve and to get closer to it. It may seem quicker than quick. It may seem long and arduous, but at the same time, you have to be easy on yourself to receive it when it's time for your journey to receive it. Mm. I love your uh, definition of time and kind of taking a step out from everything and just kind of look at it as a, as a very easy, like be easy on yourself. Cause we're so committed to these timelines on our life. And that's like, who put those timelines there? Right. Exactly. Why are we subscribing to them? Um, but it's constantly in our face, like especially now with social media, you see it everywhere. Like if someone else is on this timeline that you had thought you wanted your life to be on, then it becomes a reflection of like, oh, well then I'm failing. And it's, and, and people internalize uh, timelines from other people's life. And, and if we can just release that, be easy on ourselves, like you said, I love that reframe. And that creates anxiety too, because now you're like, you know, you're rushing for another year to, to get this body. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm rushing the next two years. I have to have this financial plan. I'm rushing to have this right. baby or else my eggs are going to fucking fry up or whatever. You know what I mean? It's like, come on, relax yourself. If you were supposed to have a baby, been pregnant already. If you were supposed to have that job, you would have had it already. You know, it's about it being easier on us because we're doing the best that we can do. We have to really, really know that. And then that stops the resistance and the resistance will, will the resistance to whatever it is that you want will help to slow down the anxiety. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You understand? Yeah, I love that. It- and Sonia, when you when you think about time and like um, connecting it to astrology, where are we right now in this time? Like, I know, I is it the age of Aquarius, and what does it mean, or or is it not? And how would you define kind of through the astrological lens, like where we're at as a global community through the signs? Well, we're, we're definitely in the age of Aquarius. It has begun already, and and basically to summarize that real quick, the age of Aquarius is a, is a moment in time for the next close to 2000 years um, in which we'll rely, we will rely more on technology, but we'll also rely more on inventions and humanity and uh, spirituality in a way in which we can utilize it, if that makes sense, as opposed to just um, being religious and, and having a, a, a title, this new uh, uh, age of Aquarius says, no, let's be weird. Let's be unconventional. Let's be ourselves. Let's tap into spirituality in a way um, in which no one has ever discovered before or utilized before. You know, there's a freedom that comes with this age of Aquarius. However, um, since we're at the very beginning of it, astrologically speaking, there's a lot going on. So I'm going to try to summarize it. but Definitely in 2020, it started really in 2008 when Pluto went into Capricorn and there was this huge like bottom that was pulled out. The real estate industry fell, you know, a lot of people got divorced. A lot of people, I mean, it was like a rug was pulled out from underneath a lot of people's feet. And um, thus began um, a nice little coupling of Jupiter and Saturn meeting Pluto and Capricorn as well. Well, I've been affectionately calling them three the hard way when they were in Capricorn and literally have destroyed all the things that we thought that 
was traditional and moral and it, you know, all these confines and the, the things that we stayed on in regards to society and, you know, government and structures and stuff like that have all demolished, have been found out, have been exposed. You know, the Me Too movement, Black Lives Matter, um, even Trump himself, you know, he, he was a, a revelation of all those confines that we lived by and uh, needed to be destroyed, needed to be obliterated. Um, again, along with that comes some pushback and resistance. And But that's what the age of Aquarius is setting us up for. It's, it's, it, it started by destroying everything that was. And now we have to clean those up. And in cleaning, in cleaning up what it is that was destroyed, we have to create new. So creating new allows us to tap further into who we are. Hence astrology and spirituality and all that thing. Because now if we're creating a new environment, if we're creating a new humanity in quotes, um, how are we going to show up in this new space? We have to be responsible for who we are first and foremost to say, this is what I can do in this new society. Clear, clean, open, healed or on the road to healing, true and true. This is what I can do to add to the group. The age of Aquarius is all about community and humanity in the group. And if you don't know your strength within the group, the group will eventually die. So in this moment in time, just to bring it all the way up to today, we are learning how to figure out our own strengths. So within the next coming decades and years, um, we can actually say, okay, this is how I'm putting this, I, I, I'm adding to the age of Aquarius. This is how I'm going to teach my children and children that I know to add to the age of Aquarius, taking care of the environment, taking care of your community and your elders, inventing new things to move for, uh, to, to, to bring humanity further, to make things easier and connected to spirit. Wow. That's powerful. Thank you for summing that up. I'm wondering, you know, I'm sure people are vibing right now and they're like, okay, how do I get me a reading with Sonia? So where are your offerings, Sonia? How can people find you um, and find your work and, and connect with you? Where's the best place to direct them to? Oh, the best place is my website at wordlifeastrology.com. Again, that's word life. People get it confused with world life, but it's wordlifeastrology.com. And I'll link that in the show notes. So definitely folks have a, a easy access to go and connect. And there they can purchase your book and book a reading with you. Yes, that's correct. And as we and Sonia, I always ask this question and I can't wait to ask you, especially you being in super intuitive and in touch with your inner spirit. So as we end, something to leave listeners with that hasn't been said intuitively coming to you now, what? would you want to leave people with? I would like to leave this interview with people knowing that their ancestors and their guides are incredibly powerful in their lives, that death is no thing. <laughs> There's really no such thing as death. Life con is continuous. And when we have loved ones, that have passed from anything, be it COVID or some ill-timely death of, of some other sort, um, 
that they are on the other side assisting us. It's their job. It's their job and it's their, um, their honor. And I see it all day, every day, especially when I connect with people and clients, you know, like they are really proud of us for continuing this human form. They opted out for whatever reason, but we stayed. So they assist us and we should know that we're never alone. We should know that we can call on our mothers and our fathers and our great grands and grands and everybody on the other side that we've had any special connection with. And honestly, even if we didn't know them in human form, they are here to assist us. So speak out loud. Give them your grievances. Tell them you need help, specific help. Not just I need money. I need a job. I need a man. I need a woman. No. What things do you need to change in regards to your own life to make those things come into your life? If that makes sense. They are there to assist each and every day. I knew you were going to make me cry. I'm sure someone else is wiping their tears right now. (laughs) Wow. That hit Sonia. That was, uh, thank God. uh, Yeah. That was divinely, uh, uh, intuitive and, and orchestrated. I know I needed to hear that and I'm sure someone else uh, tuning in needs to hear that. So thank oh, you for that message. You're welcome, honey. I'm hugging you. Oh, I'm hugging you. I love you so much. Please book too. a session with uh, Sonia. Do yourself a favor. I, uh, I I can't thank you enough for the times that you've spoken into my life at the time I've needed it. Friends that I've referred to you that also have said the same thing. And so Thank you for your work. Thank you for being you and showing up in this world. Uh, just genuinely reminding us how to continue to just tap back into ourselves so that we can be um, not only connected to ourselves, but then when we do that, we're better able to connect with other people. And, and what a better world we can live in if we all do that. So thank you. Thank you. Thank God, baby. <laughs> Amen. Thank God. Thank you so much for tuning into today's episode. I trust that you took away some gems, some highlights for yourself in this episode. And I want to invite you to dive deeper with me if you'd like to schedule a one-on-one personalized healing session where we can really dive deeper into what's coming up for you, what you're struggling with. If you're in a place of transition in your life, whether that's relationships, careers, if you're struggling with boundaries, And we can really unpack that together and create a breakthrough session for you. Go ahead and email me at hello at aditc.com. That's hello at aditc.com. It's also in the show notes. I also offer a virtual master course. That's a therapeutic life healing master course that's virtual, self-paced at home. And it's guided with slides and videos of me really walking you through a three-week structured program that will help you learn about boundaries, understand fear in the brain and how it has shown up in your life. There's journal prompts and guided meditations. So go to aditsi.com and click on Virtual Master Course to see the curriculum today. And you can enroll wherever you are in the world right away and start in the comfort of your own home today. If you found any value in today's episode, please go ahead and subscribe to the podcast and leave a review. I'd love to hear from you and what you think. And I hope that you take care of yourself on your healing journey and take care of each other.